Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy life and watching our broadcast. Today, we're going to continue with part two of making the prophetic word your world. You know, God speaks a prophetic word for a purpose. He doesn't do it just because he can't think of anything else to do. He gives us a prophetic word so that it will create vision on the inside of us. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29 that without a vision, the people perish. You know, every year the Lord gives me a prophetic word and I preach it all over the world. And going into 2018, what he said to me was this. He said, tell people everywhere you preach during 2018 to keep these words on their lips and in their prayers, Lord, show me your glory. Say that with me right now. Lord, show me your glory. When you ask the Lord to show you His glory, what you're asking for is manifestations of His presence, His power, and His goodness. That's what God wants to do for you this year, all year long. He wants to show you His power, His presence, and His goodness. So you take that prophetic word, and I'm going to show you how to do that on today's broadcast. Take that prophetic word, decree it every day, and it will become your world. Now, I'm going to take you into our live service once again at our church here in Crowley, Heritage of Faith Christian Center, where I was preaching this. This is part two. Watch closely. Take notes if possible. And I'll be back in a few moments with some closing remarks. You remember when Gabriel came to Mary and gave her a prophetic word and said that she would conceive and, and bear a child, and she would call him Jesus. Yeah. And the Bible says in Luke 1.38, she said, be it unto me according to thy word. Yeah. Say that with me. Be it unto me, be it according, unto me. To your word. according to your word. And that's what caused her to conceive. Yeah. The word became the seed that caused her to conceive. You ought to be walking around pregnant with flourishing, pregnant with abounding, pregnant with days of glory. Hallelujah. Just walk around patting your tummy and saying, uh, and somebody says, what are you doing? I said, uh, I'm, I'm pregnant. Hallelujah. I'm pregnant with days of glory. I'm pregnant with days of flourishing. I'm pregnant with days of abounding. Praise God. What God said is coming, becoming my world. Hallelujah. Amen. She conceived, gave birth. You see, you got to conceive the word in your heart. The word is incorruptible seed, the Bible says. Amen. Don't just take it as just words in a book like any other book. This is the incorruptible word of God. And when you receive it, then you have God's backing that he will bring it to pass no matter how long it takes, no matter what the circumstances are. Can you say amen? amen. His word will become your world. Now, she said, be it unto me according to your word. The message translation says, yes, I see it all now. Let it be just as you say. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen yourself flourishing? Have you seen yourself experiencing days of glory? See, you've got to see that before it ever happens. Hallelujah. 
Yes, I can see it. Let it be just as you say. This is how you should be responding to the prophetic word. And then be expectant that God will bring it to pass. It won't come to pass automatically. You've heard me say that many times in the past. It won't come to pass automatically. Even though God is revealing what he wants to take place in your life, it won't come to pass automatically. Look, you never say you have a part to play. Now, Jesus often used these words when he was teaching people. Hearken. Take heed. You you remember that? Throughout the Gospels, when Jesus is teaching, often he would use the word, hearken. Take heed. That means or implies, give special attention to what you're hearing. Be willing to hold fast to it and be willing to act upon it until it comes to pass. Take heed. In other words, pay close attention. Is that the way you do when the prophetic word comes forth or, or, or something that you've heard preached right out of the written word of God? Are you listening attentively with the intent to immediately put that to work in your life? Or is it just going right over your head and you just walk out the same way that you came? If you walk out of church the same way you came in, then you were dreaming of lunch. You're trying to beat the Baptist to the cafeteria. It means to give special attention. Hold fast to it. Be willing to act upon it until it comes to pass. It also implies that you are to be firm in your stand for it and to be diligently or being willing to diligently fight for it. 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul says to Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. You know, it'd be wonderful if the prophetic word came forth and all we had to do is just say, oh, isn't that great? Oh, God wants me to prosper. He wants me to have days of glory. Isn't that wonderful? No, he said there's a fight. A fight to be fought. The message translation says, keep a firm grip on your faith. After all, this is a fight we are in. Keep a firm grip on your faith. After all, it's a fight we're in. So this implies there will be opposition from the devil. He'll attempt to do everything he can to keep the prophetic word from coming to pass. And you're going to have to fight for it. Therefore, your attitude must be, I will never give up. Look at your neighbor and say, I will never give up. up. Tell somebody else, I'll never give up. Let me give you a few little facts here. Did you know that it was at least 15 years between David's prophetic word from Samuel regarding becoming Israel's king and it actually coming to pass? 15 years. (laughs) Did you know that it was about 13 years between the time that God gave Joseph that prophetic dream about him being promoted and it actually coming to pass when he became prime minister of Egypt? 13 years. God's telling us about something that he wants beginning this year. 
Now, how willing are you to stick it out? They were willing to wait 15 years. They were willing to wait 13 years. Can you not wait, stick it out for something God is wanting to happen to you this year? Now, if God had said, in the year, you know, 2025, you will have days of glory, days of flourishing. Well, I can understand people would kind of weaken in their faith and get a little tired of standing. But no, God is talking about this year. This year. Look at your neighbor and say, I think I can stick it out for a year. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible speaking of God's promise to Abraham says this in Hebrews 6, 13 through 15, and I'm reading from the message translation. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that God had promised him. Abraham stuck it out. Look at your neighbor and say, that's what you need to do. Stick it out. Now, I realize that today a lot of people want a simple gospel. They want an easy gospel. They want a gospel where you don't have to do anything. They want a gospel where you don't have to discipline yourself. They want a gospel that if it doesn't come to pass by dark, I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> Amen. Notice in the Bible, all these stories of God speaking prophetically over someone and, and how long they were willing to wait for it to come to pass. Caleb waited how long for his mountain? The children of Israel wandered through a desert. How long before they got to the promised land? 40 years. I saw some of you just beginning to faint. <laughs> 40 years they were willing to wait. And we can't wait for a year. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 5.3, for a dream cometh through a multitude of business. The Amplified says, much effort. Dreams don't come to pass on their own. Prophetic words don't come to pass on their own. It's with much effort. Once again, it's not automatic. And always remember this, God's more eager to see it come to pass in your life than you are. Not only that, but he will work with you and not against you. Can you say amen? amen? And finally, stay in his presence as much as possible. This is where you find strength, joy, peace, and encouragement from the Holy Spirit that enables you to stick it out. Hallelujah. You're not in the presence of God while you're waiting for the prophetic word to come to pass. Then, then it's going to be more difficult for you to stick it out. Stay in his presence. Amen. Now go with me to the book of Genesis for a moment. Genesis chapter 18. Look at verse 9. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? Speaking to Abraham. Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now notice it's very clear 
The prophetic word was to Abraham and to his wife, Sarah. Sarah will have a son. Sarah will have a son. Of course, God didn't know this was impossible. <laughs> Amen. He forgot to check. Don't you know he thought after he learned it was impossible? Well, I'm not going to shoot my mouth off anymore. <laughs> Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. Look at verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being also old? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child when I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? You got to keep that in the forefront of your thinking. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm sure that there are many of you in here today that in the natural, you experiencing days of flourishing and days of abounding looks impossible based on your present circumstances. But is anything too hard for the Lord? That's what you got to keep in the forefront of your thinking. Is this too hard for God? If it's too hard for God, then he don't get to be God anymore. Amen. Because nothing is impossible to him. So you ask yourself, no matter how impossible it looks for you to experience flourishing and abounding, is it too hard for the Lord? Now, don't ask him how you're going to do it. That is not your place. That is not your responsibility. You're, you're, you ask yourself, is it too hard for the Lord? And then answer it out loud. No, it's not too hard for the Lord. Then go for it, praise God. Stick with it. Amen. So notice here he said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, you go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Go over there with me, please. Hebrews chapter 11. We're talking about making the prophetic word your world. Hebrews chapter 11, and look at verse 11. Through faith, also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because, everybody say, because, because. she judged him faithful who had promised. Yes. She judged him faithful who had promised. Even though her circumstances indicated it was impossible for this to ever come to pass. Now, she struggled with it. She struggled with it for quite a while. In fact, she finally decided one day, this is not possible. I am too old. My womb is dead. I really do believe God wants to give Abraham a child, but it's not through me. 
So on her own, she conceived this plan that her handmaiden, Hagar, could conceive. And she told Abraham, her husband, go be with Hagar and she will bear that son that God promised. And he thought that was a wonderful idea. <laughs> so he did, Hagar did, and they had a child, Ishmael. And if you study your Bible closely, when Ishmael was born, God didn't speak to Abraham again for 13 years because he compromised. He, he made things happen himself. He, he caused it to, to, to come to pass in his own might because he no longer thought God could do it. Sarah no longer thought God could make it happen. That's the reason I wanted you to see very clearly that God said, Sarah shall have a child. He wasn't talking about Hagar. Sarah shall have a child. Now that was prophetic, was it not? It was impossible in the natural, was it not? Days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding may be just as impossible looking to you as having a child was to Sarah. But notice the change that took place. Through faith, she judged him faithful who had promised. She decided, there's nothing else I can do to make this happen. I blew it by telling my husband that he would have that son through Hagar. So I am now deciding that I am going to trust God because I have judged him faithful. Because everything else he told them came to pass. That's right. Come on. Amen. After a while, when everything he's told you has come to pass, you finally come to this conclusion. He's faithful. Amen. 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 Wow, the light comes on. Whoa, God is faithful. That may be the greatest revelation you ever get. God is faithful. Say it with me. God is faithful. Any of you, you know, I'm 71 years old. When, when I was born in Mississippi, uh, my grandpa's lighting system was with a string. Yeah. You know, we pulled the light yes. with a string. That's how the light came on. And, and, and Grandpa, he was, he was, we used to say, tight. Because <laughs> he went through the depression. And, uh, and, and, and he was concerned that we might have another depression. And so he never put his money in a bank. He buried it on the farm. Uh, he never spent anything hardly. I mean, he, it, it's like what they, what they say, twisting a, a turnip, <laughs> you know, getting blood out of a turnip. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, that's like what my grandpa was. And, and uh, he didn't have air conditioning, didn't, get, didn't have indoor plumbing until 1957. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was tight, you know. <laughs> I loved him. He was a great grandfather. I loved him. But boy, he was tight where money came where it came to money. And uh, the reason I brought that story up is because I remember that old string light. So I want you to reach up and pull your string and say, wow, God is faithful. Wow, God is faithful. Come on, pull it again and say it this way. 
Wow. God is faithful. See, the light just came on. The light. The entrance of God's word giveth light. Amen. Amen. God is faithful. That's what changed Sarah's circumstances. Amen. Now, listen to this from the Amplified Version. Because she considered God, who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. That made the difference. When she came to that place where she was convinced that God is faithful, then the word became her world. Can you say amen? amen? Is this how you approach God's promises? God first began, listen to this. God first began making promise to Abraham when he was 75 years old. When Abraham reached 99 years old, the promise of an heir, a son, had still not come to pass. But at 100, Abraham and Sarah gave birth to Isaac. That's a total of 25 years that they were willing to wait for that prophetic word to become their world. And we can't wait a year. Think of this. Simeon, the priest in the temple who waited to see the pro prophetic word about the Messiah that God had spoken to him about. He waited a lifetime to see that come to pass. And Luke chapter 2, verse 29 and 31 says, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Once Simeon saw the birth of Jesus and he recognized this was the prophetic word that God had given him, he said, Lord, I can go home now. I've seen your word come to pass. He said, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. See, God wants your eyes to see days of glory, days of flourishing, days of abounding. He said, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. So what was Simeon saying? The prophetic word has become my world. Is this what you desire? Is this what you want? Is this what your testimony should be? That I have seen with my eyes the word that God gave us become my world. If it is, then go ahead and give the Lord your best shout. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your faith is the title deed to God's promise for the things you are believing to receive from Him. In the inspiring book, Life of Faith, Jerry Savelle shares from the Word how it's impossible to please God without faith. Learn how to release your faith and see beyond your present circumstances. Because living by faith is not a suggestion, it is a biblical command. If you can conceive it, you can receive it. In this powerful three-CD teaching by Jerry Savelle, you will learn how victory and success start on the inside. The Holy Spirit is the artist, God's Word is the oil, and your heart is the canvas. Don't wait any longer. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the book, Life of Faith, and the three-CD teaching, If You Can Conceive It, You Can Receive It. Discover how to live by faith 
to overcome the world by faith and to be the winner that God has called you to be today. Hey, I really appreciate you watching today, and I trust the broadcast has been a great blessing to you. I trust that it's inspired your faith. You know, that's what this broadcast is all about. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And when I get testimonies of people telling me that the lessons are blessing them, inspiring their faith, helping them to become the winner that God wants them to be, I know right then, praise God, I'm right in the middle of the will of God, the perfect will of God, because I count it a great honor to be a part of why your faith is growing and increasing and why you're experiencing victory in your life. I want to remind you once again of our special offer. Uh, these resources, I'm telling you, they will continue to inspire you. My book entitled Life of Faith. You know, the life of faith is not really a suggestion and it's not really an option. It is a command. This is the way God wants you and I to live. The just shall live by faith. And I've been living this way now for 49 years, and I'm here to tell you, it worketh, praise God. So I know a little bit about the life of faith, and I've wrote the primary principles that I've learned in this book, and I want you to have it. Then also, uh, three CDs entitled, If You Can Conceive It, You Can Receive It. I mentioned on the previous broadcast that victory and success begin on the inside. It's something that you have to see on the inside. You have to have a vision for it. If you can take God's Word, put it in your heart, and then conceive a vision for the reality of it or it coming to pass in your life, then no devil can keep it from coming to pass. But you must conceive it before you can receive it. So we'll teach you how to do that. Three CDs on this subject. And once again, that's our special offer this week. So place your order right away. We want to get it to you so that you can begin to study it. And then also, I want to say once again that we welcome your prayer requests. There's over 2,000 prayer requests that I have in my hands right now. And this is not all of them. I left many of them over in my office. I just wanted to bring over a few of them. And we count it a great joy and a great honor to be able to pray for you and to pray for the miracle that you're believing God for in your life. You know, as I was reading some of these this morning, uh, there are so many of them that are pertaining to financial breakthroughs. And I know that many of you that are watching right now need financial breakthroughs. So in Jesus' name, I pray for financial breakthroughs for you. The Bible says that God's will is for us to prosper and to be in health even as our soul prosper. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to have financial breakthroughs. You know, uh, there's one Psalm where the psalmist said, sin now, prosperity. Lord, sin, prosperity now. I'm asking that same prayer for you, or I'm praying that same prayer for you right now. Lord, sin, prosperity in the name of Jesus. Now, I believe I'll receive when I pray. So as soon as it happens, send me the testimony. And let me read one here very quickly before we close. Here's one from a man named Joe. Actually, he's a minister of the gospel. He says, I'm a minister and I sowed a seed of $50 toward your ministry. That same day, I received $10,000 in donation for my ministry. Praise God, uh, Brother Joe. That is exciting and I rejoice with you and the best is yet to come. Don't stop sowing. Don't stop believing because God wants to continue to bless and prosper you. And He wants to do the same for you. So thank you once again for watching our broadcast. Join me again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world. <music>